Hey everybody, welcome to St. Stephen's Online. We hope you enjoy catching up on our talk from Sunday. So we're coming to the end of this series by faith. We've already looked at a whole load of blokes. Um, so, you know, we've, we've done the big guys. You know, we've done Noah, Abraham. We've got a woman in there, Sarah, uh, Moses, and Gideon. And now it's Rahab's turn. And Rahab is living in the city of Jericho, which many of us are kind of familiar with. But this is a huge fortified city. It's a really strategic post. And um, really... Joshua believes, you know, we're we're reading at this time, that if he captures this city, he'll have the whole of Canaan. You know, that that will be it. That will be the key city to take. Now, this is a city where people worship idols and false gods. They do not know about our God. um, And actually, they have heard, as we've heard in the reading, that these guys are coming. Now, Joshua, nearly 40 years before, had been sent into this same land of Canaan by Moses, and he had been sent as a spy into the land with 11 other guys to kind of see what was going on and to see whether or not it could be taken. Ten of those spies came back and reported, these people are like giants, you know. We are really afraid. We are not going to take this land. And it was only actually Caleb who sided with Joshua in saying no, This is a land of milk and honey that God has promised to us. So time goes by, 40 years later, and here is Joshua. He sends in two spies this time, and they arrive at the city of Jericho. They are at the city walls, and they see a house with a door in the city wall. And out of that door, lots of men are coming and going. Perfect, they think. You know, we won't be discovered here. We'll go unnoticed. Now, lots of men are coming and going because, as we now know, this is a house of prostitution. This is Rahab's house. And the story that we're going to go through and the things that we're going to look at are all about Rahab, the prostitute. And this woman and her encounter with the spies leads on to, spoiler alert, as we know, the falling of the walls of Jericho, the taking of that city and victory for the Israelites as they enter the promised land. So let's see what Rahab got up to. So first of all, we've got this woman, and she has never been to a synagogue. She has not had fellowship with other people in faith. She has not really heard an awful lot about God, and she doesn't know the Ten Commandments, that's for sure. And yet, she has heard what our God can do. She has heard of a sea being parted. She has heard of kings being pulled down, and she believes. She believes. In her own words, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who are on the other side of the Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. So Rahab heard, she believed, and she acted. She had faith. I don't know about you, 
Some of you may not remember the day that you first believed. Maybe you were brought up in a Christian household. Some of you may not be sure that you do believe right now. You know, you may be on a journey where you have faith, but actually you're finding circumstances quite challenging, and it's hard to hold on to your faith in the midst of this. Rahab was in challenging circumstances, just her everyday life. The fact that she was making her living as a prostitute was not an easy life choice. She wasn't somebody without problems before all of this arrived upon her. And yet she didn't look to that, she looked to God. Faith is given to us, it is not earned. So let's have a look at faith in terms of how risky it can be. So the spies, good plot, go to this busy house, no one will notice. Unfortunately, they did. So word got to the king that they were in the house and people were sent over to actually ask Rahab, what's going on? Send out these guys to us um, and we, you know, we'll deal with them. Now Rahab, in that moment, has to decide what she's going to do. Now, I don't know about you, I think my natural response would be to go, you're welcome. Here they are, take them. It wasn't me, I didn't know, you know, I I didn't have a choice. I would just be thinking, how do I preserve my life and that of my family? But no, she takes a surprising choice, a risky choice. She denies that they're there. She hides them upstairs and she says, no, if you just go over that way, you'll find them. You know, I've let them go, They've, they've gone off. You go over that way and you'll get to them. And all the time they are hiding upstairs. She's prepared to put her faith on the line. She believes and she acts by that belief. I don't know about you, when you faced difficult circumstances, if you find that you are always actually prepared to put your faith on the line. I know many of you here and we've had conversations that many of you will know my life too. None of our lives are without difficulties and challenges, but when you are facing challenges, of loss, you are facing challenges of finance, you are facing challenges of employment, you are facing challenges within family relationships, you are facing challenges within life choices. Do you risk it all and bet on God? Do you actually say, I'm gonna give it to God? We can say that, but then act in a way that follows through on that. Actually put that faith into action because that's the risky bit isn't it? Not saying we believe, but acting in the knowledge that God is there with us. So faith is risky, but I think many of us have found it's worth it. So, having seen the spies off, Rahab goes back into the house, up on the roof. She's got, uh, so sorry, she's seen the messengers off. She's, she's still got the spies on the roof at the moment. She hasn't seen them off and uh, she's, she's gone up to check on them and say, well, what, what are you going to do now? So they're going, right, we're gonna leave, we're gonna report back, thanks very much, kind of we're off. So then she boldly, boldly comes to them, faith hanging by a thread here, and says, actually, I've just saved you, I want you to save me. I've acted in good faith, I've risked myself for you, I want you to save me and my family. So it's a bit last minute, she's letting them down out of the window by the rope as she's saying this, and they're going, okay, all right, we will. 
but we want to see this rope again because that's how we'll remember the house. We want to see the rope hanging out of the window when we come back because it may be us, it may be somebody else who's rescuing you and they need to know how to identify uh, your house. So that seems fairly simple. And it would be if they were just going to come back, pop back a couple of hours later, but actually no. So already she's telling the spies to go and hide for three days. Then we read later on in the bit that we didn't share with you yet that actually they go and rest for a while. Then they come back and if you remember the story of Jericho, they surround the city for seven days before the city walls fall. So all of this time she has to hold on to her faith. She's hanging on. Now, again, I have to say, I would be very tempted to run for the hills. I'd be very tempted to go to my mates and my family. Oi, there's some bad stuff coming. I think it's time we change location. But no, she doesn't do that. She stays right in the middle of the battle. She's right in the city walls. And if you think about it logically, the city walls are the first thing to go. So her thread is also dropping with them, and yet she stays, and God is faithful, and she is saved, and her whole family is saved. Hanging by a thread, but she hangs on, and God is there for her. I would encourage you, if you are going through difficult times, if you are just about holding on, if you are just about hanging in there, and you're thinking, God, when will you answer my prayers? to keep hanging on. Just keep hanging on because he will be faithful and you won't be alone. So, as I close, I'd like to encourage you to let faith, not failure, define you. If we think about Rahab and we're talking about her all these years later, we're still talking about her as Rahab the prostitute. We've not forgotten, it's not been forgotten who she has been or what's happened. We don't forget who we have been or what's happened in our lives. And yet she is redefined by faith. Rahab the prostitute goes on to marry a prince of Judah. Rahab the prostitute is in the lineage that goes all the way through to King David and down through to Jesus. Rahab the prostitute is listed in the Bible amongst the great people of faith. In the New Testament, in Hebrews 11, verses one to two, we read, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let me read that again. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So we go on to read about Abraham and Moses and all the other guys and Sarah again gets a mention. And then we come to verse 31. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who are disobedient. So you may have a past that you're not that proud of. You may have a present that's not looking that great. You may be mindful of all the ways in which you fall short of the glory of God. I know I am. And yet, we are saved by grace. 
And yet, it's not about us. It's not about our failures, it's about our faith. And through faith, we can receive the love, the mercy, the life of God. And we can be who God's called us to be. So whether you feel like Rahab the prostitute, or you feel that actually life's quite good actually, however you're feeling today, there will always be a tomorrow, there will always be a time when you are calling out to God and your faith is hanging by a thread. And I would encourage you to hang on. I um, took a moment earlier, it's a bit like Blue Peter, I've done my crafts, and I would like you now, we're going to just have a quiet time of prayer to reflect. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to give you the opportunity to echo it in your own hearts. And then as we come into our final time of worship together, I'm going to invite you to come forward and get your own thread. I'm going to encourage you, whether it's your thing or not, to tie it round your wrist and to wear it this week as a reminder that God is with you in everything, in the good and the bad and in every moment. And like Rahab, you may have people ask you, what's that rope? Why are you wearing that? Which is an opportunity to share very simply because it's reminding me of the faith I have in God. But importantly, the faith he has in us, the fact that he is there for us when we need him. Thanks for listening. We hope you found that encouraging. Have a great week and see you soon.